Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. In the shitty city of Wilmington, we keep it rocking. So come on, shake, shake it for me, Kelly. Yeah. Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Easy E is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yella is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. The Wizard is down with us. JJ Fag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh Boy is down with us. Toddy B and Spade, they're down with us My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from Compton, but the tapes are from the rhodium My name is Dre, listen while I play And by the way, I'm also down with NWA Yo, Steve at the rhodium is down with us Slangin' funky tapes, it is a must We're number one Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio, episode 61. And before we, I introduced uh, my next two guests, uh, let me go ahead and give it a couple of announcements. And I'm going to give a big shout-out to Gotham City Comics and Collectibles from Mesa, Arizona, for blessing me with this dope shirt. And they actually gave me a Bruce Lee toy that I have on my table. I love toys, so if you got anything cool and dope, I'll put it on my table. Hit me up at rhodiumradio at gmail.com and uh, we'll give you an address on where you want to send whatever. Then let me also give a shout out to OG Big Wicked, uh, Real Ones Apparel for blessing me with this hat. Uh, much love, much respect to you for uh, hooking me up with some dope gear. Other than that, the Chicano Rap Documentary Donations, uh, you can go to my bio on Instagram or my bio on Facebook or on the description of this YouTube channel and uh, you can go there and donate and be a part of something that I believe is going to be historical. Other than that, the CDs, people have been hitting me up. When are you going to press up the CDs? Well, I got nine different CDs coming out, okay? Uh, sometime next week, you guys should be able to place your orders. And the shirt store on my website, documentary.com, will eventually be up very, very soon since this whole pandemic thing hit. They had to shut down, now they're back up, so we're gonna get the shirt store going again. Other than that, uh, we are on all major media platforms. If you wanna watch the document, the DocuMixery, go to DocuMixery.com. You can use the promo code TRMD20 and you can get 20% off, TRMD20. Uh, last thing is, and I always like to remind you, because I always get inbox from people on Facebook, on how do I subscribe to your channel? It's very, very simple. Uh, just hit the word subscribe and then hit the notification bell button right after. Subscribe, bell button, but you have to have an account, okay? Uh, and it's that simple. When you hit the bell button, whenever we go live or whenever we upload future content, you will be the first to be notified. But that's enough talking. Let's jump right into the interview. Without further ado, please allow me to introduce Bella, how you doing? Good. What are you, how you doing? You good? Be my <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How was the drive over here? It was cool. It was my stomach was hurting though. Kind of felt like why is nauseous. that? Nauseous. I get quite sick. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. And and uh, obviously you didn't drive over here, right? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you drive? No. no. Sometimes, but not really. 
sometimes. <laughs> okay, well, well, every once in a while, you just got to take off on your own. Mm -hmm, right? It, no, no, I'm only playing. I'm not trying to, <laughs> you know. Did, did you hear about that uh, five-year-old kid that took off on, uh, it was on the news. He took off on his dance car, headed to California to meet a guy for a Lamborghini. He wanted to buy a Lamborghini a for $5. Five dollars. A five-year-old? What? Yeah, and then the, they saw him swerve, they saw his little fat ass swerving on the freeway, <laughs> and the cops pulled him over. And they brought him home, and he showed him on the internet. I guess he was gonna go visit a guy that had a Lamborghini. He wanted to buy it for five dollars. Oh my god! But he only had two dollars on him. Okay, so that guy found out about it, and he drove to go see him like two hours away mm -hmm. to give him a ride in the Lamborghini. So, so I'm not trying to influence you. <laughs> okay, but uh, other than that, um, how's the weekend been going for you? Good. Um, I just got done with the video shoot with Young Uno. Okay. Um, that's gonna be coming out soon, you guys. Stay tuned. Okay. Um, it was good. I got to see some family from Arizona. They came down. We're just spitting some rhymes, chilling, kicking it. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend. Chilled with uh, family right. too. Okay. Well, before we get into the the your the music side of yourself, mm -hmm. um, have you seen anything good lately on TV? Any good movies? You a Netflix person? You know what? I'm a Netflix person, but I did see the new movie Hustlers. Hustlers, how was that? It was good. It was inappropriate, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to fill us in? Like, what's it about? Um, it's about I don't know if you J Lo, and it has all these like females in it, and they're basically strippers trying to make make life, you know, get money, do their thing. Right. Okay. You know, well, that's what most people do today. Huh. Uh, uh, whenever they don't want to work. So, fuck it. I might as well just strip. Believe me, I know a lot of them. They're probably watching right now anyways. So, they probably got to go to work soon. So, make sure you got to stay tuned in. Rodeo Radio. Hmm. But, uh, so now, I like watching a lot of stuff. Now, I always bring it up because I know a lot yeah. of people have seen it. Do you like Tiger King? Did you watch that? To be honest, no. Okay. All I know is... What is it? Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Exactly. I'm going to have Carol Baskin here next week. I'm just playing. But, um, uh, what else? What else uh, that I watched recently? I was good. Like to me, uh, I know this may be too old for you, but I like watching a lot of 80s movies. Mm -hmm, definitely. Okay. Uh, let me, now, let me ask you. Do you ever see Stranger Things? The new? The, the, the Netflix like the yeah the new stuff yeah yeah i have yeah How, are you a fan of that mm, whatever I'll, I'll watch it i get stuck on watching shows so something mm -hmm. to watch they need to hurry up and come out with the next season okay the reason why i bring that up because that is a good picture if you ask me of what the 80s were like you know yeah uh, so yeah they dressed like that huh? yeah it, it was about it took place in the 80s for me i liked life without uh social media uh, there's a quote that says, uh, thank God that I had a childhood before technology took over. Definitely. And you know? I'm, I was born now in this era and it's, it's different. Like, I don't know. I feel like I like it way back then. Like, I wish we had no phones, no technology, no nothing, you know. It does come in handy with music and shit, but right. we don't need it. It changes us. See, see uh, uh, when I saw that, uh, that the Stranger Things... They're in the malls and guys are all nervous because back then you literally had to approach a girl, mm -hmm. you know. Now it's just like, what's up, bitch? Send me a pic. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's pretty much it, you know. And back then you had to like 
high, all nervous uh-huh. and shit, and mouth all dry. But it, it comes out how they feel, not like so bitchy, you know? It, exactly, exactly. Because anybody can have balls. It's like, that's why I say it's, it's definitely changed people. And have you seen also, too, uh, how they're being very racist with Mexicans and videotaping shit with the Letero Man? Yeah. It's like, for what? For views? You want views? It, for know? views and likes. That's it's pretty sad. much... That's where we're at with this technology, uh, um, you know, and, but, oh, well. Now, where originally did you grow up at? I grew up in the SGV okay. my whole life. And you, obviously, you're still there then? Yeah, still. And went to schools throughout mm-hmm. there? Definitely. Um, play any sports? Um, yes, I played soft. I honestly, when I was young, I played all different types of sports. I was very active, but the main one that I love is softball and kind of regret leaving softball. But I'm focused on the music. Were you any good at softball? Hell yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not all cocky. And then. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, uh, any other sport? Just pretty much just that? Mm, I like basketball, but I just hate running. You just hate running? Yeah. <laughs> this is half the court, the other half court. Okay. Now, uh, playing uh, softball, what, what, what made you stop? Um... After my grandpa died, I kind of just lost like a connection or any towards anything. I just kind of drifted away. Mm-hmm. That's also what um, started my music. Um, I, I just started writing down how I felt about things. And I was like, oh, shit, I could rhyme, you know? Okay. Okay. So, and uh, brothers and sisters? Um, I got two brothers and one sister. Okay. And do you guys fight a lot? Nah, they... We all live apart separately, you know. Okay, you know it's funny because me coming from a big Mexican family, five brothers, four sisters, mm-hmm. we always threw fucking mm-hmm. blows. Like I, I have cousins that are like my brothers and sisters. I see, so I can imagine. Yeah, I have a sister named Alma. I love her very much, but we used to go at it. Like she used to pull my hair, I used to pull her hair. Yeah, and- I literally get down with my cousins. Fucking listen to me, Santos. Um, I'm just kidding. There you go. You gave him a shout out. Uh, he told me, he's like, give me a shout out. There it is. There you go. Huh. <laughs> now, uh, um, you, uh, your mom, you came with your mom. You stayed mm-hmm. with your mom. Everything. Uh, uh, how did your mom feel about where you're going right now as far as your music is concerned? She's very supportive with me, you know, um, especially as a young girl. She's uh-huh. very supportive and she knows, like, I'm really, this is what I really want to do, you know? Uh-huh. So she's down with anything to help me out. Always here for me. That'll work. <laughs> Definitely. And um, at you ever play any instruments or still playing any type of instrument at all? Yeah. Um, since I've been younger, I've been playing drums, but I don't really, like, do full-on music. I'll, I'll play around, just do what I feel. Right now, I'm um, learning guitar, electric guitar, and acoustic. Um, anything, honestly. Like, I just, I want to... I want to be very active with this music and get into different elements of things, everything new, you know? Awesome, awesome. And I think that's the best way to go mm-hmm. because one thing that I never had patience for is uh, instruments. I tried going when Trisha was here uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, uh, we went to the same community college. She went to Harvard College to take voice classes. Mm-hmm. I went there to learn piano. Mm-hmm. And I just did not have the fucking patience for it. Mm-hmm. Pianos. Yeah, I didn't much. have the patience. So if I could encourage you in anything, take your time. You're still young enough to, to do what you want to do. And I'll tell you why. Because 
when we, uh, when I started producing at an early age, I had to pay people to play piano. I had to pay people to play bass. I had to pay people to play electric guitar. Mm -hmm. I had to pay people to play percussions. So if you can learn as much as you can, you can produce your own music. Definitely. That's what I'm planning to do is produce my own beats. And right now I have a little studio in my room. So I'm working on um, producing my own music and getting the vocals down, everything, singing too, and working on that. Okay. Okay. And uh, now growing up in, uh, you know, in your home, what type of music... Uh, did you grow up with like what would your mother play at home? Um, my mom likes oldies. My we, my family loves everything, different types of music, and everywhere I go, they're always jamming some something else. Um, my grandpa's the one who always was bumping music, putting me on some music, and he there's always Chicano music playing around the house, mm -hmm. like War, you know. Okay. So Santana, all of those people, and that's what kind of inspired me. So. Okay. Uh, any Spanish music ever been playing around your home? You no. Know, sometimes, yeah, but it's not like, ooh, you know. <laughs> I don't really speak Spanish, but I still listen to it. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, now, but now let me encourage you in this, that if you can, learn the language. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, learn the language because coming up in a Mexican home, we weren't allowed to speak uh, English mm -hmm. at home. Yeah. You know, because my dad used to always tell us, it's very important to know your own language and to, to be ahead of someone by knowing two different mm -hmm. languages, you know. That's a benefit, too, for working. Big time. Big time. Because they, even though you may be qualified, but if they have somebody that speaks multiple languages, they probably take that person. Yeah, first, definitely. You know, so and, and I do believe that an education is uh, very, very important. Mm -hmm. So uh, and the reason why I say that, because remember this, that there's show and then there's business. Yeah. There's show and then there's business. Most rappers know nothing about the business part. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is they take money from the record label. Okay. Then when they, when they see the record selling, they don't realize that they have to pay that yeah. advance back. So when they don't get money back, they start wondering like, hey, you're ripping me off. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? And that's how, if you will, fights start uh, yeah. amongst labels. And Definitely. a lot of these Chicano rappers today, uh, sad to say, have come here by their own admission and have said, my label ripped me off. Mm -hmm. And I know the guy who was their label, and I know he didn't. This individual just didn't know the business side business of it. Business definitely. So you, you have to be educated. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, at least educate yourself on the music side. Yeah, definitely. Know, uh, the business side of the music. So now, other than that, um, uh, at what point in time, or you know, before we get to that question is, uh, when did, who would you say inspired you to start rapping or who did you listen to that you liked that you gravitated to and you said you know what i, I like that shit mm -hmm. like who who did you listen to as a youngster you know what um i really listened to foxy brown a lot okay but what inspired me is honestly like all female all female no matter if it's a rapper singer they inspire me to create you know something that not all females get to have in this music industry it's it's very different for a, a female and a male in mm -hmm. this music industry, and you get fucked over a lot, you know? So, very true. And it inspired me with the women empowerment, especially Queen Latifah, mostly Queen Latifah. She um, always kind of brought to me, like, we all need to stick together. We, we need to have that empowerment over men, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm all for it, you know. Definitely. Now, now, let me say this. 
growing up in the 80s, of course, it was hip-hop was predominantly male. <laughs> and, of course, eventually in the 80s as well, uh, women started trickling in. Mm-hmm. Again, like the Latifas, the yeah. Salt and Peppers, you know, uh, Sweet Tea, uh, etc. And I liked all of them. You know, they were all predominantly yeah. East Coast. Okay. But Queen Latifah was the one that stood out to me the most. Definitely. You know. And I, I had opportunities to meet her back then, but I thought she was really, really dope. I liked her messages. Mm-hmm. I liked her style. I liked her music. That's what it was. It was her messages to people and the empowerment, you know? Yeah. Seeing a strong woman like that, like, they're like, damn, I want to fuck with her. And, like, nobody could bring her down. And that's my set for what I'm going for, you know? Awesome. Awesome. And, and it is true what you said earlier that there's a lot of females in this business that do get fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Many times it's because they depend on someone like, okay, I can rap, but I'm dependent on you to help me. Definitely. No. Uh, I encourage you to learn the business for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and don't ever let anyone, uh, if you will, steer you in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Even but, now I'm very like stuck onto doing my own thing. And, yeah. you no, know, I want to do this. I want to do this. I don't, I don't trust that with that, you know? Right. And right. yeah. Awesome. You know, and uh, again, back then, it was funny because today, now speaking of women as far as in the industry, back then, and I'm going to challenge all my uh, old school heads that are watching this, there were, today, there's a lot of women DJs. Mm -hmm. Even youngsters. Yes. And, which is dope. I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Back then, in the 80s, that we knew there was only one. There was only one, mm-hmm. and uh, her name was Spinnerella. Uh, oh, uh, I've heard of her before. She, she was the DJ for Salt and Pepper, mm-hmm. and that's all we heard. That's all we now today because of technology, things have been made a lot easier, where women, women can now step in the limelight and show yeah. their skills. Now here on Roading Radio, when I say we, speaking about my team, I want to shed light on females. Mm-hmm. I will most Especially likely... Especially Mexican and Chicano females. There's most definitely. not enough out there, you know? Uh, uh, most definitely. That's what I, a message, too, I want to get out there is... I want to start making Chicano rappers, like, comfortable and putting them out there, you know? Like, yeah. Creating ciphers or getting us together and, you know, making the, the us unity. big. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm all for that. Um, I've had guy rappers that literally hit me up, and I won't say their name because I don't want to embarrass them, but I know they're watching. And uh, they said, why are you having them two? Almost like they felt entitled to be here before you guys because yeah. they were male, mm-hmm. you know. And my thing was is this. I will always be more lenient towards women mm-hmm. because throughout my career, I've seen women get the bad end of the stick. Yeah. And males always, if you will, uh, climb above them, mm-hmm. you know. And males always said, you know, if, hey, uh, if, if you want to come in, you got to go through me type of deal, yeah. you know, and I never like that. So if I can somehow help you or give you exposure or point you in the right direction through this podcast, then I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for it. So uh, now growing up, other than these women, uh, what other male rappers do you like? I really fuck with Tupac. Okay. He's very raw with it. Like, he just says what he feels. Uh-huh. He... As a male, he inspires me a lot with beats, with what he says and his message to people. Like, he don't give a fuck, you know? So I keep that side of me. Like, I'm smart. I'm going to be doing this. I got that women empowerment in the side that I don't give a fuck. Like, you don't fuck with me, you know? Right. Okay. Okay. You know, and and, and I'm glad that 
uh, um, I got a chance to talk to you before the, before this interview, and I saw a humble side of you, but I also see a side that's not going to allow anyone to take advantage of. Definitely. And there has to be a balance of that, and that's mm -hmm. a good thing. That's a really good thing because, uh, um, but we'll get to that. Now, <laughs> uh, other than Pac, give me a couple of other rappers that you bump or you grew up listening mm -hmm. to. Give me East Coast or West Coast, doesn't matter. The old school rappers. See, I'm on the spot right now. <laughs> Um, let me start with like King. I, I like King Lil G a lot. Okay. Um, Bone Thugs, definitely, mm -hmm. especially. Um, what's that one? Uh, fuck. That one. Why can't I think? The chilling <laughs> on the park on a Sunday afternoon. So oh, it's like. Are you talking about live shit? There we go. Why can't I think? <laughs> definitely too, because there was a female, a female rapper in yeah. it. So. Yeah, um, yeah. Shiro uh, was the singer, and then Teardrop was the rapper on a mm -hmm. song called Latin Active. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because one of our first shows that we ever did, me and High C together, I was about 22. We went to Mesa, Arizona. We were at a car show, and that's where I first met that girl, Teardrop, Mexican uh, rapper. And I thought she was dope. The crowd was going crazy yeah. because that was the first time that they had seen something like that. And then she just disappeared. Yeah. So a lot of women, again, like they come and they go. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. Well, you know, you have to stay active. You have to stay busy. Yeah. And in today's technology, the good thing is that mm -hmm, that's a through, benefit. Yeah, through social media, you can stay active and at least uh, communicate with your fans. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can uh, promote yourself, like I was sharing with someone today, uh, promote yourself until it pays off. And, and it's, it's very, very true. Definitely. Promote yourself. Use the technology that you have. Because if you don't use somebody else is going to do it. Mm -hmm. You know? And somebody else will just put up a video of fucking twerking and they'll get 100,000 views. Right? You or know? the same Catch Me Outside. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Now, let me ask you this. Ha have you heard her raps? Don't get me started, bro. No, go ahead. This bitch. <laughs> this bitch. Nah. She ain't about it. Period. That's all I got to say. Okay. Now, what do you think happened, like, other than just saying cash me outside, why do you think she just blew took up? Off? Yeah. Just because she, I think because she was on Dr. Phil, you know, so. Uh-huh. It's, I, I really don't think she deserves it because, one, she disrespects her mom, you know. It's, yeah. What is, what is so famous, yeah. makes, makes her famous about that. Yeah. Here's an artist that not only disrespected her elders, but. Uh, you know, her mom and disrespects people. People. And Atlantic Records gives her a million dollars. Yeah. You know. And, and, and For no the, bars. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the sad part, that you've had rappers rapping pretty much their entire career, never had a record deal. Here she comes out and says, catch me outside, and somebody in Hollywood says, we got to get her. Hmm. Like, I don't get that. I wonder if she even writes her own shit. Um, who knows? And I don't really, <laughs> really care. Uh, now, now, let me ask you this: Are you, since uh, you're you're a little bit on the younger side, are you a Takashi Six Nine fan? Fuck no. Okay, now, now, <laughs> ha have you ever listened to his music? Yeah, um, I really used to bump him with that song, Nikki. Okay. So got that wait, wait, got that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's when I started kind of bumping him, and then after all this shit happened, and I, I was like, you know, well, you know, and he started getting worse when he got out too. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think his music at all. Well, you know, here's a guy that pretty much, and well, he, by his own admission, 
I snitched, you know. But I'm sorry now. Mm-hmm. Please forgive me. I understand me. where he what he means though. Like they they fucked me over, so I'm gonna fuck him over. But you don't snitch. You don't. Right, right. And here's here's the bad thing. Here is a, is a Latino kid that was surrounded by a bunch of other black guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of these guys all snitched on each other too. Mm-hmm. All of these guys, but he's the only one that gets called on it. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, he's the only Latino. That gets called. You know, yeah, that gets called on it when they all snitched. And so, of course, that's that's too like in music industry getting fucked over, you know. Yeah. So, but at least it looks like he's winning. At least that's mm-hmm. what it looks like on social media. Yeah, money. Yeah, but you know, do, do you do you really want to have money and not be able to go anywhere? Or you do know? anything, or, or do have anything. people hate you, or, or want to kill your ass? Huh? You know, uh, that's where money is not worth it. Definitely. You know, uh, remember this: not all money is good money. Let that one sink in for a while. Not all money is good money. And maybe he might have taken the money, but now he's got to look behind his back mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. People have spotted out where he's lived and get, they, they've gone after him. Yeah. So. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. So now uh, we got a couple of minutes. So before we get into, um, or oh, before we go to our break, why the name Bella? Because I'm that bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, ever since I was young, my family's called me different names but Bella is the one that kind of fits me and it's it's just what I stuck with for forever and I'm gonna stick with it okay be my <laughs> okay okay that'll work that'll work okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna go ahead and take a 10 minute break I'm gonna come right back and uh maybe you'll give us a little something yeah a couple of bars yeah cool down with that that'll work okay everybody um, we're going to go ahead and take a 10 minute break make sure you call somebody, text somebody, page somebody slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that Bella's in the motherfucking building and uh, be back, go get a couple of models go take a shit, come back, get some popcorn and she's going to spit some bars, we'll be back in 10 minutes welcome back everybody to Rhodium Radio episode 61 with the podcast that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick so we're going to go ahead and jump right back into it so that we don't waste any more time how you doing? Still hanging in? Yeah. Okay. You know what? One thing I forgot to ask you because I saw it on the flyer. Who's your favorite football team? Raiders all day. For real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I thought we could be friends. <laughs> but uh, now, I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay. Yeah. I know you're probably see the Cowgirls. I get it. The door. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the door. Uh, uh, a lot of people, get, a lot of people, you know, always, oh, the Cowgirls or whatever. But that's my team. And that's what, that's your team. That's what you yeah. grew up with. That's what you represent. Cool. That, that'll work. Uh, you know what? Uh, earlier you pointed out the It doll. Have you seen It? Yes. Uh, both of them? Yes. Okay. Which one did you like better? One the or two? The first one. It has to be the first one. The second okay. one is a little corny, but it's just because they're adults. It's better as like kids. You know, right. that's from the original way I seen it. And I was like. I don't know if you caught, but the kid with the glasses mm-hmm. on It was the same kid. On Stranger Things. On Stranger Things. Yeah. I and heard... it was almost the same thing. Yeah, I was watching a video about them. Um, they have to. They almost. He almost got kicked off of Stranger Things for that. For trying to work with it. Really. Yeah, they have very strict, especially because they're um, they're young, they're kids, so they have strict things like diets. You can't cut your hair. You can't. You know. Damn. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny because that has been going on for years. Somebody recommended a documentary. And it's called Bombshell about an actress called Hetty Lamar. And she became a drug addict because she would work 12, 14, 15 hour days in acting. 
and the studio was giving her drugs for her to stay awake. So what happens is after she stopped working, she still she got Doing addicted them. to those, mm -hmm. you know. So what you're saying doesn't surprise me, mm -hmm. you know, that they tell these kids. But one thing about Hollywood and one thing about this business is that it's a brutal business. Definitely. You know, uh, the dope thing about today is that you could be independent. Mm -hmm. uh, you can be, oh, yeah. you know, you could ha own your own record label, your own apparel yeah. and manage it all yourself. And not all um, labels are like that, but I, I, I specifically want to be independent and Fuck it, hopefully maybe make my own record label or some shit, you know? Yeah, make your own money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now, um, uh, would you feel comfortable busting a couple of bars? Yeah. Yeah, when, <laughs> whenever you're ready. Right. Whenever you're ready. Take your time. <clears throat> hey, I killed my verse so you could see what type of bitch I am. And I don't do it for the money, but I want some bands Keeps the family all around cause I don't trust a friend And keep my guard up cause that bitch was hanging with my man Swear I'm tired of the hoes that think they took a dub And bitch I'm really with this shit, you better fuck me up Say we beef but I'm their idol, texting me what's up Post the clip up on the gram but they ain't keep it tucked Dope, 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 <laughs> Now, thank you, thank you for that Um, A lot of your lyrics uh what are they inspired by me things that have happened to me you know i've i've i'm young and i've been through a lot already so i just write how i feel and let it out so if you're getting offended suck it up <laughs> well hey i like the attitude uh that's dope uh, reminds me of me <laughs> um so now what do you what led you to get into if you were this music industry that you're venturing in on, um, you know, mm -hmm. why, um, why? You know, my family's always been into music, especially my my grandpa, my pops. Um, after he passed, I like lost interest in everything. And I had, music was a way for me to let it out. So I started writing. I started off just writing, writing, not even no hip hop, nothing. I just started writing off how it felt. So it was like an outlet to me. Um, and I started realizing like, damn, I could fucking rhyme. Let's like do some shit with this maybe, you know? And I started seeing other people, like how they work, how they move, and it inspired me to keep doing, you know? And mm -hmm. like I said earlier before, women, women, I don't know why, something about like, I, I need my right, I need my right. And I feel like if I don't get my right, then it's not, it's not gonna be good for everyone. I can't have it my way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but after my pops passed, yeah, that's definitely what inspired me because he loved music. He's the one who put me onto all this music, everything, always bumping in my ear, always telling me, go play the drums, go play the guitar, like, let's do something. He he um, used to be in a band with his bro with his brothers. Okay. So um, he played the congas. And um, I'd be jamming out on those with him and singing. So he really, he really inspired me and was a big part of my life. Rest in peace. Okay. And uh, what type of music did, did, they, did his band play? Uh, Chicano music. And they okay. played, they did, I think they made their own music. I'm not sure. But I know that for a fact that they would play other songs like War. Um, definitely Santana, Carlos Santana. Okay. Um, who else? Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Just varieties. Yeah, different varieties of everything. Okay, and uh, uh, did you ever go up on stage or right there with the no, band? No, I was. I wasn't even born. I think. Okay. So it was way back then when he was young. Okay, 
And uh, but he was shared with you everything that. Yeah, he did. definitely. Okay. There's not videos, but there's pictures of all his brothers. They he had a lot of brothers and sisters, so they had like one playing the drums, one playing the guitars, one, him singing. He sing too. He was singing while playing the congas. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you started writing, did you know anyone at the time? When I say anyone, like as far as friends, <laughs> that was that was rapping. No, even in my city. I didn't. I did know one person. Um, shout out to Gucci Pancho. He used to be my um, producer and everything. And he started rapping. And I that too, like he, I was like, fuck it. Like, let me try it. And I started rapping with him. Um, my first song was with him. Yeah, I, I kind of, I feel, I'm not conceited or nothing. But I feel like I really started a trend in my city, at least, to start rapping. I've noticed a lot of, especially females, you know. Um, I noticed a lot of people rapping now and copy my style. <laughs> it's good. Fuck with the wave. Now, now, when you started writing and you started pretty much rhyming, if you will, um, what was the next move for you? Did you, would you rap into other people's beats? Uh, did you think, okay, I want to start recording now? Mm -hmm. How did that work out? Like, uh, where you started recording, uh, what, who gave you the idea? Like, okay, I got to find a producer or... Would you just wrap him off for instrumentals? Him, um, Marcos, he he produced his own music. And he, it, to me, it was really good. Like, it sounded good. So I was like, I'll tell this food, I'll hit this food up, and da-da-da-da-da. Um, we're kind of close because he's my um, homegirl's sister's boyfriend or whatever. So he kind of was like, fuck it, like, do this, do this. He's very, like, telling, telling you, like, what to do okay. and kind of the vibe. So I was young, so I didn't really know what to do. I just started spitting how I felt, okay. talking shit. So you approached him and said, hey, mm -hmm. I rap? Mm -hmm. Like, let's do some shit. Let's work okay. out some shit. Can you hop on a song with me? Was he surprised that you approached him that you can rap? Yeah. And so he <laughs> pretty much said, let me hear you spit. Yeah. Okay, so you did. And then his next move was... Uh, okay, let's do it, yeah. Okay. Wow. And so now you get on the mic, okay, and you start rapping to a beat. Mm -hmm. uh, did you know anything about bars as far as mm. 16 bars? No, I I kind of was like not new to music, but I did know like um, notes and stuff, more of like singing and other stuff and that wasn't including rap. Okay, okay. So when he recorded you, did he tell you start right here, end right here? No, I decided how I wanted it. I decided how like I felt about it, and I was like, I'm gonna put this here, do this. But he was telling me like, oh, you should do this, cause I'm I'm horrible at ad libs. One thing you guys gotta know about me, I'm horrible at ad libs. Okay. So he'll tell me like, do this, like, bleh, bleh, some shit. <laughs> well, you know what? Eventually it'll get better. Yeah, definitely. eventually it'll get better because definitely. at one point, I was a horrible DJ, <laughs> and then at another point in the late '80s, there was nobody, especially in the Harbor area, mm -hmm. and uh, anybody listening, uh, I challenge you. Uh, nobody could fuck with me, period. Yeah, you know? so, all that hard work pays off. Yes, absolutely. Will always pay off. Mm -hmm. uh, there would be times where my friends, I would, me being a teenager, had two turntables and a mixer, okay? My Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, uh, my weekends were pretty much spent in my room, just me cutting it up. My friends always say, hey, you know, we got some girls, we got some 40s, why don't you come chill with us? I'm practicing. Yeah. I'm pra definitely. And you know what? It eventually all paid off. Don't ever think 
because uh, maybe the, the homegirls or the homeboys want to take you out or whatever. But if you feel I got to finish something, yeah, finish that because this is long term. And I, I'm the type of person that get anxiety for not doing something like making moves. I get anxiety just like not doing nothing. You know, I just want right. to always if I don't if I don't feel like. I'm not doing nothing. I'm just like, let's do music. Let's do this. Some shit. I mean, right. Hyped up. You, you like staying productive. Yeah. Okay. So now you record this song with this guy. And he says, okay, cool. Stop. Let me play it back. And he mm -hmm. plays it back. You hear your voice over the speakers. What did you think? I said, let me redo this. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you weren't feeling it. Yet. Yeah. Okay. My voice, I know I'm still like growing. I'm, I cannot wait till my voice gets to where I want it to be in rapping. But as of right now, like I'm really comfortable with it, but still working on it. So okay. when I'm, when I'm um, in the studio, I'm always like, can I redo that? Can I redo that? Let me redo that real quick. Like okay. it's not going to be one time go. Right. Right. Okay. So now you finish your song. Um, What's the next move? Did he release it? Did he throw it out there on Spotify? Did he release it on the mixtape? Mm, nah, we weren't like all into that ASCAP and Spotify and all that shit. We were more into SoundCloud, like YouTube, SoundCloud. Let's put it on it there. Up. Yeah, I wasn't... At first, I started off, I did not really care about the money or anything. I didn't know much about it. I just wanted to do it just to do it. Let It, it was an outlet for me just mm -hmm. to let it out. So... We just posted it to whatever, and I was just telling all my own girls, homies, like, hey, what's up? Go look at that shit. Everybody's bumping it around me, and we just chilled with it. Right. Okay. So, uh, your songs released, or a song you did with him, was it a was it a, a song, you, a collab you did with him, or was it a collab. song you did by yourself? Yeah, collab with him. Okay. What was the response that you were getting back from people? Were you a little nervous that people were mm -hmm. going to hear it and say? Not nervous of that. I was just nervous of, like, I don't know. I, like, I'm not the type of person to care if you hate me. I'm, I just get nervous. It's like me putting myself out there into the world. Right. So that's one thing too. Is like I feel very strong for doing that, putting myself out there into the world for people to know me, see me. Okay. There, and when you put it on YouTube, did you ever go read the comments? Mm, yeah, but I just read them and laugh. Like, the fuck you gonna do? Okay. <laughs> well, well, if you will, what were some of the comments that you think like? Um, Whether good or negative, give us. I think beat. like variety. Okay, give know? us a good a good comment that you might have read. Damn, she go hard. Okay, <laughs> now give me the negative one. Uh, I'm not a negative person. <laughs> well, just uh, whatever somebody might have. Let me wrote. see. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I think the ooh, it's not on that song, but the one comment that I had before with this recent song I did with Young Uno. Uh, he said, this song goes hard, but that high nuts trash. Okay. Okay. okay? <laughs> now, now, I'm going to ask you something that I've asked several other females here. And to me, it baffles me, but I need to ask you, do you have any guy haters? Yeah, definitely. Definitely because I'm a woman. I'm, I like, they just see you doing good and they don't want that to happen. Now... Usually, it's 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 more of women hitting on women, mm -hmm. men hitting Definitely. on men. But it's odd when you see a guy hating yeah. on a girl. Yeah, like it's, I it's I never bitch, understood bitch that. Made. I don't I don't like that. I like I really do not go for any of that. Mm -hmm. I've had several men hit me up like wanting an actual problem, wanting to hit me for whatever the fuck you know. So Wait, what, what, why do you think that is? If you can kind of guess, because they mama raise a bitch. <laughs> 
Hey, that's, that's a good answer. Okay. Um, yeah, period. Because, look, I raised my boys to respect them. Definitely. Now, when they reach the age of accountability, then it's up to them on how they're going to treat a woman. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm about to tell you is what I always told my daughters. And I, I love and I spoil my daughters. Mm -hmm. And I treat my daughters like queens. And I speak life into them. Because, let me tell you why. I want them to one day to find a man uh, that's going to treat them the way their father mm -hmm. treated them. Definitely. So, me, I have the utmost respect for women. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I don't ever want to... If, if I have a disagreement with a woman, I'd rather just walk away mm -hmm. and just leave it like that. Instead of just sitting there and fucking yeah. arguing with her and then spread bullshit about mm -hmm. her. Definitely. You know? I'd rather just leave it alone. But it it baffles me when girls tell me, yeah, the dudes are hating on me. You know, I've, I've asked uh, Trish uh, Toledo this. I've asked uh, Magic Girl this. Mm -hmm. I've asked uh, um, Wicked Baby Doll this. Mm -hmm. And they've all had guy haters. Yeah, definitely. There's always going to be some type of hater, this guy or girl. Uh, what, what about girls? Yeah, I get a lot of girls, mostly like people that I knew. They just oh. hate on me. So. For what reason? Why do you think, if you had to guess? I think it's because my, not my ego, but it's like, I don't care if you're with or against me. I'm going to still keep striving. I'm still going to keep going, you know? So right. I think they see that in me. They see potential in me. And they're like, fuck, like, fuck this bitch. She's, she, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a hater, so. You know, um. Now, let me say this. Uh, I read a quote a long time ago, and it, and it went like this. It isn't that they don't like it, that they don't like what you're doing. They just don't like that it's you doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is. Yeah, my potential in it and shit. You, you know, a lot of times they don't want to see you win. They don't mm -hmm. want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. They may tell you that to your face. Because they got nothing to do. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. But uh, let me say this. Uh, I want to I see you continue to win. And just let all that negativity just, you know, Fly fall by. off. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. You do you, and if they want to be a part of it, cool. Mm -hmm. They want to be your fans, cool. They want to support, cool. But don't ever beg anyone to support you. Definitely. Okay. Um, I'm not, I'm the type of person, it's like, I don't care if you're famous. I don't care if you got money. Get the fuck out of my way. I don't care, you know, I don't need shit from you. Okay. Now, now let me say this. Um, what... Now, recently, yesterday, if I'm correct, you just filmed a video, right? Yeah, with Young okay. Uno. T t tell us a little bit about that. Um, I also did just drop a song today with um, Impact, the illest. Uh, it's called All Shit. It's in the Guinness bio and shit. Um, but the video shoot, it was cool yesterday. Um, it was my first video shoot, so I was a little nervous, but I was like having fun with it. Um, my cousins that came down from Arizona got to be in it. Um... I'm a video person. Like I'd rather I could I could be on the show. I could I could be on the stage all day. I could be on a video all day. Interviews is scare me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Get used to it because mm -hmm. if you believe that what you're doing is going to take off, yeah. Um, I believe that you're going to have a lot more of it. And eventually, Definitely. you'll get better. But let me say this. I guess it was a rap. On your uh, my um, your, I almost said MySpace. <laughs> on your fucking yeah, Instagram, and I played it for my son. Uh -huh. Now my son is a is a um, lyric guy. Uh -huh. He loves lyrics. To me, I'm a more of a beat guy. Yeah. And it's, tell me what you think, Miko. And he'll tell me right away, like nah, it needs work or trash or I see potential or that shit is dope. 
he said this. I said, potential dad, like, honestly, uh, who is she? And then I showed him you. And he tripped out that you were Latina. Mm -hmm. He goes, I would have never have thought that. He goes, you know what? I think yeah. she has potential. I'm being real with you. I get a lot of that too because of my style and music. Mm -hmm. I'm not only into Chicano music. I, I want to, I even want to start making oldies, you know? Uh -huh. I, I want to do everything that I can. I want to be versatile with my music. Okay. That's good. That's good. Uh, uh, always set goals. Set That's goals. Good. For an example, if you say, I want to release an album, hypothetically speaking. Mm -hmm. I want to release an album or EP by December. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a date. Yeah, definitely. Say, I've been doing that. December 1st. And do anything possible to meet that. Once you meet that, you continue. Mm -hmm. And you continue. That's how you win. Surround yourself, if you can, uh, with a good team. And that's mm -hmm. how you win. Because let me tell you something. Even though by myself, I cannot run everything. You got, I got guys yeah. taking pictures and running the board. Uh, I surrounded myself with a good team, and that's how you win. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times, the bad thing is that you get people within your team, and I'm not speaking about this, but just in general, that uh, don't like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. They want to be a part of a part of it, yeah. but just in case you blow up, mm -hmm. just in case I want to go along for the ride, you know. Every once in a while, you're going to have to pretty much check your surroundings and make sure that they really truly yeah, have love for definitely. you. Definitely, you know. So now, how many songs? Uh, would you say are out there right now and where can people hear them? Uh, what, uh, of me? Yeah, of you. Um, right now I got like four songs out. I'm working on a mixtape and an album. Be ready for that. Um, I got some dates right here so you guys can know. Okay. So I got the music video for with Young Uno that I did this weekend dropping June 6th. Um, my mixtape is dropping June 12th, so be ready for that. It's going to be called Chronic. Um, I also am working on a video. I haven't dropped it. It's a little summer hit, but it's called Breeze. Um, I'm working on that right now. It's going to be dropping June 5th or June 19th. See ya. Okay. Okay. And uh, um, do you have anybody specifically doing your videos, or is it just a friend? or? Um. This recent video, that guy, Gucci Pancho, okay. he, he's now doing videos. So he went from producing music to doing videos. Awesome. Um, or he's doing both now. Uh, I got him to do it, and he's he's real good at what he does. So And um, for a cheap price. Nah, it's not right. too much. Right. Okay. Now, as far as uh, music is concerned, who's... Who's, what production? Who's doing your production, your, your music? Right now, um, 100, what's, 100 Beats, huh? He's I found her right through Ray, Monique. Okay. You guys know her. Go check out my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I found her, him off of her, and he's been producing me for like a few months, barely. So okay. I'm planning to keep working with him. He's real good. I, I okay. love how it sounds and everything. Okay. Are you open to work with other producers? Yeah, definitely. Okay. But it's... It's different as a woman, you know, like they just they just want to get at you. And before I had my my manager, shout out to Erica and BNB Entertainment. <laughs> um, uh, before that, I would start going to studios on my own or like bring my friend with me. And they they tried gating at me. They tried like some grimy shit, trying to pay me for something that like more than what it was. Right. Some some grimy shit. So. Okay. In other words, something that wasn't even music related, yeah. pretty much. They were, okay. Definitely. I get it. But you know what? The sad part is... It motivates is, me, to be honest, to like do my own. I, that's why I want to 
produce my own music. I want to make my own music, you know? Okay. And, and that's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. But since the beginning of time of music, women have had to put up with that type of shit. Yeah, definitely. You know? And so, like I said, they be, be still get fucked over to this day. Yeah, and I'm glad that you see it and you're smart enough and you, you do have a manager uh, that can lead and guide you in the mm -hmm. right direction. And especially she's a female, that's what I'm thankful about too. She okay. understands okay. how it is. If, if you had a wish list of people that you could do collabs with, for an example, rappers, give me maybe three people that, the first three people that come to your mind that you said, I wouldn't mind doing a song with this person, this person, and this person. Nikki, Remy Ma, and Queen. But I don't think she's even doing anything. Queen Latifah, huh? I'm, but I'm sure she can still rap. She can a track of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would, I just... I don't. I'm not even going towards like nothing against men. I'm not even going towards like men rappers. I'm trying to do anything right. with, but I just like love that female empowerment. Okay, that's good. Now let me ask you this: uh, have, Does anybody write for you? What do you mean, my music? Yeah. No. Okay, I have to ask that because today there's people like Drake, you yeah. know, that have ghostwriters that they have uh, people write for them and they never give them the credit mm -hmm. or never pay them. So you pretty much write your own stuff. Yeah. Okay. They won. <laughs> now, has anybody ever asked you write something for me? Yeah, I'm not gonna and, say. <laughs> no, but do you? No. Okay. I uh, have like shot him. Um, I knew he it wasn't even gonna happen, but I was like, "Come to the studio. I'm coming tomorrow." Uh, he's like, "Let me hop on." I was like, "All right, write something." He's like, um, "Do it for me" or some shit like that. And I was like, "How are you gonna? How are you gonna rap?" And he's like, um, "How the fuck do I even rap?" Dude? And I was like, "I'm not gonna do it any with this." Okay. <laughs> All right. And, He's and, probably laughing right now, like, fuck you. Well, we, we won't say his name, but you can give me his initials during the break. <laughs> but um, All good. All good. Now, so this will be your first June 6th, you said? Yeah. Okay, your first video release, right? Mm -hmm. And what's the name of this song once again? With It. With It. It's on okay. YouTube. Young Uno, With It, featuring me. Wow. Okay. Featuring each other, actually. Okay. And uh, what is that song about? It is about... To be honest with you, uh, that day I just felt very mad at some shit. So it's just about, I'm a, I'm a witted ass bitch. Like that's the lyrics, I'm a witted ass bitch and I don't need to keep a crew. I don't, I don't need nobody behind me. I don't need nobody in front of me. Like I'm the leader, I'm a witted ass bitch. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> what you laughing at? <laughs> now you say you like Foxy Brown, do you like Little Kim? Yeah. Little Kim is dope, huh? Um, Trina. Mm. Okay, that'll work. I'm the is bitch. Now, um, we've come close to uh, going to break. Now, any shout outs or anything that I failed to ask you or anything you want to mention? <laughs> mm -hmm. mm, no shout outs, but just know that this is Bella and I'm coming for all these rappers. Period. Period. That's it. That's it. June 6th, everybody. Uh, once again, with it, her and Little Uno. Young Uno. Young Uno. I don't know why little one. Little one. <laughs> My bad. Okay. But I'm going to be looking forward to that song. Okay. Mm -hmm. And w where can people sit? Would it be just YouTube, Spotify? Uh, everything. You, it's on It's on all platforms right now. It already oh, right dropped. Now. The okay. music video is dropping though. But it's on everything. YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, anything you want. Okay. And also the song I dropped today, all shit. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, everything. Okay. Now I'm going to say this in front of your manager and in front of your mother that uh whenever you your album drops or whatever you know uh 
you're more than welcome to come back and come back here and promote it. Okay, okay? thank you, definitely. Anything that I can do to help you climb that ladder, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I want to do. I appreciate that, okay. like, definitely. So, all good. Okay, everybody, we, we will be right back in 10 minutes with Ray Monique in the motherfucking building. So go get yourself a couple of modelos, make yourself a michelada, get your popcorn ready, because shit's about to jump off. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody, to Rhodium Radio, episode 61, with the podcast that slaps you across your fat ass with a fat dick. So uh, once again, we know it. We're not going to waste any time. So without further ado, please allow me to introduce Ray Monique. What's up? How's it going? Oh, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving life. <laughs> you know what? I always tell people, I'm not one of those guys that you ever find sad, depressed, or uh-huh. down. I'm That's always good. like an up guy. Yeah. So so now, I saw your dad hooked you up with a nice little drink. Yeah. You want to tell us what you're drinking? Um, Incredible Hulk. For those that don't know, it's um Hennessy and Hypnotic. Damn. Yeah. So you're ready to spit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you guys. Uh, wh- wh- where did you guys drive from? Uh, Pomona. How was the drive? It was pretty smooth. Uh, it wasn't too much traffic. I think because kind of what's going on. Right. But I've kind of heard stories in and out like traffic is crazy some days and yeah. other times it's smooth. But yeah, it was pretty good. Okay. Now, uh, since this whole pandemic took off, what is one thing that you miss doing that you can't do now? Honestly, going to concerts. Okay. I love concerts. Like I've been to a lot growing up. Uh, my mom, my dad always took me to them because I love music. Um, but yeah, I would have to say concerts. Really? Yeah. Awesome. And I feel like, you know, going to a movie every now and then. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you say concerts, just not hip hop, right? No, no. All kinds like R&B, oldies, everything, anything you think of. Okay. Yeah. Now, as far as rap is concerned, who is one of your favorite performances? Performances. Um, I seen, uh, it was How the West Was Won. Okay. Yeah, so that was a pretty good show. It was um, Dove Shack. It was Eastsiders, um, The Game, Ice Cube. Yeah, I had a pretty lot. Like, a lot was that of them. The, the one just last year? No, this was about a few years ago, actually. Okay. Yeah, probably like three or four. Okay. I'm not, yeah, I'm mistaken. Well, you know what? If all things go well, one day you'll be up on stage with them. Yeah, that would be bad. You know, yeah, that'll be dope. That'll be dope. You know, one thing that Trish Toledo said a couple of days ago that she would go to a lot of concerts mm-hmm. and she would see people and she man, it would be amazing if I could just yeah. perform. And she spoke it and it happened, mm-hmm. you know. Same thing, just believe in yourself and pursue yeah. your dreams. And you know what, don't ever shortchange your lyrics, your beats, don't ever compromise. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not feeling it, go with that vibe and say, you know what, let's hold off, let's get it right, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. now, uh, anything good you watch on TV? Do you watch a lot of TV? Do you watch movies? Are you a night owl? I actually do watch a lot of TV, a lot of movies, and honestly, like me and my dad would stay watching movies. Um, movies that we just watched was uh, Trading Places. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Truman Show. Okay. The yeah. Truman Show. Trading Places, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I love that movie. Honestly, my favorite part is when towards the end where he was like, um, you know, the two dukes, they were yeah. looking at him and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I won the bet. Here's your dollar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was crazy. That was pretty fucking scandalous. Huh? Yeah. And it's crazy how you see like the stockbrokers and all that, like what's happening. I wonder if that's real, like if that's how they actually act. Right. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that we get to see is a picture of the Twin Towers mm-hmm. when, it, when they were still there. Yeah. Now, um... Did you see Coming to America? Did you ever see that? Yeah, I did. Did you ever see that part where 
uh, those two guys, he gives them money. Yeah, the homeless? Yeah, the yeah. homeless guys. That's them. Uh, they end up coming up to the window? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. During that time in the 80s when that came out, everybody thought that that was going to be the leading of part two to Trading Places. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a lot of people thought like, okay, this is going to be part like two. Like a sequel? Yes. Okay, but yeah. it never happened. Uh-huh. And then now we got like 30 years later, something like that, we have the sequel to Coming to America. Yeah, I heard um, part two is going to be coming out. Yeah. That's crazy. It's supposed yeah. to be when he's older. Yeah, but see, my thing is this, that if you didn't do it back then, mm-hmm. don't Why do it we? now because you may screw it up. True, yeah. As long as they don't put Kevin Hart in it, I'll watch it. <laughs> I just... Are you a Kevin Hart fan? I like some of his stuff. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I feel now, like he's funny. Okay, name me the movie that you think he'll be remembered for. Kevin Hart? Yes. Um... Uh, it's a few that I like, to be honest. I would say the one with The Rock, I thought was pretty cool. Okay. I forgot the name of that. Okay. Um, yeah. I'd say that one. I, I, just, I just don't find that guy. No? But you know what? I'm not going to knock his hustle as long as he wins. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. I just don't think that dude was funny. Mm-hmm. I like guys like Chris Tucker, what I think are fucking hilarious. Eddie Murphy, Freddie Mac. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like those guys. Yeah. You know who I think is funnier than Kevin Hart? Um, uh, what's that guy? Um. Shoot, he did that movie. Um, damn, I, re- I forgot his. My mind went fucking blank. <laughs> uh, he used to host that. Dad, maybe you can help me on uh, on the Def Jam comedy show. Cedric? No, no. Um, um, Steve Hart? No. No. I'm anyway, thinking of. Um, have I'll, you seen that duel that I'll, they did a long time ago? He come in Martin. Martin. He's come on that show, Martin. Oh, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Martin. Damn. I, yeah, that's him. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> that dude is hilarious, man. Yeah, he is funny. I like that dude. Uh-huh. But he, he, I think he just recently did Bad Boys with Will Smith or whatever. Yeah. Bad Boys. Yeah. yeah, the new one. Yeah. yeah. But Martin Lawrence, I think, is fucking hilarious. Uh, uh, you, you prefer comedy movies uh, over action movies, over horror movies, or you like it all? I like it all, to be honest. Um, and the thing about it is, like, scary movies. I love scary movies, Hell but yeah. I don't get scared. Like, I watch them because I like the storylines or, you know, I feel like Mm -hmm. they're interesting. Yeah, but I don't get scared. Okay. What's one movie that you kind of got scared? I'm not going to lie. Like, it's kind of a newer movie. Well, it came out a while ago. Chucky? Um, No. (laughs) Now, to be honest, growing up, I was kind of scared of Chucky. I remember when I was about, like, 9 or 10, I sat and I watched all of them. One to, like, Bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, you know what? I ain't scared no more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have to say, Insidious was kind of, eh. it okay. kind of is like low budget film. Uh-huh. And you would think like, why would you get scared of that? But there was just one scene that kind of got me and I was like, whoa. What scene was that? Do you remember? It was where, um, I guess it's supposed to be like the older woman, the um, the ghost, I guess she's going into the older the guy, the dad's body. Uh-huh. And um, it kind of just showed her face, and I was just like, I didn't get like scared, like I jumped. I was just okay. like, whoa. The, the spiritual stuff is like, yeah. uh, like the Conjuring. Okay, mm-hmm. those are kind of creepy. Because those are based on true stories. On Insidious, the one that scared me was, was when I don't, I don't remember if it was the man or the woman that went around the house. She heard the music. She looked at the window, and it was like a fucking dancing dog dancing to the music. Oh yeah, it was the um the lady that's doing all the. That was some creepy called? shit. It's not like, fuck. What are they called? Um. I don't know the name for it. It looked like a Doberman pincher standing up dancing. Yeah. You know. Now, the reason why I found that crazy, now I'm not going to get into it. We're saving it for a different show. But I actually seen something like that when I was a kid. Dang, really? So when I saw that, I'm like, holy shit. Uh Uh-huh. Freaked me out. Yeah, I believe in that shit too. So that's why it was kind of like, dang. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, we'll leave the spooky shit for another show. (laughs) So now, 
growing up, your mother and your father, what type of music did your mom and dad bump as, as you were a little girl? They listened to about everything. I have to say, like, West Coast, East Coast, gangster rap, um, oldies, R&B, pretty much a little bit of everything. Uh, okay. If I had to get names, I would say West Side Connection, um, East Siders, MC8, Compton Most Wanted, um, oldies, I'd say Tina Marie, Barbara Mason, Funk, Barquets, you know, like a little bit of everything pretty much. Right. And yeah, I felt like my dad put me on a lot of music. Like okay. he schooled me a lot. Okay. <laughs> me and my mom. <laughs> Any brothers, sisters? No. None? A lot of cousins. Okay, a lot of cousins. Yeah. So that's why your dad was like, okay, this is my girl, but she's going to learn. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's like my dad is, a, well, not just my dad, like my older cousins, um, they're the type to be like, you know what, listen to the song. And I'll be like, all right. And I'll be like, no, listen to it. I'm like, okay, you know, like, so it's always more than just listening to a song. It's like lyrics. It's um, the beat, you know, how they did this, how they did that. It's everything. It was okay. kind of like school growing up. Okay. Uh, um, so what city did you grow up in? Uh, Pomona. Pomona. Pomona, um, I was born and raised, but for, I have to say, elementary till six, I was, uh, I went to Fontana. For a little bit, came back to Pomona um, to be closer to my grandparents. And okay. then, yeah, pretty much been, what been there. What middle school did you attend? There's <sighs> been a few. Um, now, why a few? Well, because we moved. Well, we're um, in Fontana, like I said. I was going to uh, Wayne Rubel. Okay. And then I came to Pomona and I went to Sale. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I ask is usually when the people say a few is because they, they got in trouble, they got in fights, they, you know, so. I mean, I was... I was a little knucklehead. I'm not gonna lie. I went to, um, like, I went to Gary. I went to uh, the sale. It's called Sale Charter. Okay. Yeah, and the elementaries was a few too. Shoot, it was Washington, Philadelphia. Um, I went to Pueblo. I went to Mango and Fontana. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And high school? High school. Um, it was Sale Charter and Gary. Okay. Yeah. Any sports growing up? Um, I played volleyball for about a year, honestly. After that, I kind of just drifted off because I was more into my music. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, any musical, any instruments growing up? To believe it, like, uh, to be honest, I I remember uh, it was about fourth grade. I remember our teacher said we had to play an instrument, and it was either flute or violin. And I was like, I don't really want to play the flute. So I was like, fuck it, let me try the violin. Uh -huh. I mean, I didn't say fuck it that, you know, that age, but I was like, let me try the violin. Tried it for about a week or two. It wasn't for me. It was just like, mm, mm, yeah, mm, it mm. wasn't for me. And, and honestly, to this day, I still have it. <laughs> Wait, in the next video, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Take it back. Um, now, um, what around what age would you say that you got interested in writing? Writing, I would have to say around 10, but I was writing songs not to rap. But to sing. Okay. Yeah. Um, what inspired that? Writing? Yeah. Um, honestly, around that time, I was living in Fontana. Um, and my cousin at the time was rapping. And my dad was like the producer slash manager slash, you know, pretty much all the slashes. Yeah. Um, and he would be recording the music. And I'd see him. My dad had like a little setup, basic, you know, computer, you know, those mic with the little things coming out. Right. Um, and I would just watch them and stuff and I'll be like, oh, let me try, let me try. And he'd be like, no, you know, go over there. So I would just stay watching them because it, it was like in our dining room, you know, turn right. the dining room to a studio. And 
made me want to be like, you know what, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could write. Okay. And I kind of just went straight to writing music t- towards singing, I guess, because that's what I liked at the time a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, then I realized, like, I fucking suck at singing, so <laughs> I'm a good rapper, though. Now, at that time, when you started writing to sing, uh-huh. who were some of the singers that you were listening to? Tina Marie, Barbara Mason. Um, I love Aaliyah. Okay. Aaliyah is my number one. Uh, now- <laughs> Okay, now, please uh-huh. continue, because that's something I want to share with you about Tina Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashanti, there, there's a lot, honestly. Like, pretty much a lot of the oldies, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, your dad may know uh, what this is, and I believe Erica may know what this is. Mm-hmm. Two-inch reel. Are you familiar with that? Uh, mm-hmm. They used to use it in old-school studios. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, it costs about 125 it's only about 15 minutes worth of recording tape. Mm-hmm. That's all. I mean, everybody from from Tina Marie to NWA. I think I've seen that in a few okay. movies. It, it's just an actual reel. It looks like a real mm-hmm. cassette reel, like one of these. Yeah. But and it's like singular, huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, they used to have a machine called a two-inch reel. They would put it on. Okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I recorded Tina Marie in 1997. Oh, damn! I did a song that. I never came out. That's crazy. Yeah, and I have it in the next room. Damn. Yeah, in the next room. So I, I literally have a song that was never released by Tina Marie. That's gold right now. Yeah, it is. I I was kind of I was honored to um my my bad I cut you off um I was blessed enough to see her you know before she passed it was actually her and her daughter she brought her daughter out mm-hmm. it was a, a Valentine's Day show they had Keith Sweat and the um intruders there. Okay. Yeah, and it was man, I love that show. I think I was crying a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, one thing about her, she can truly, truly sing. Yes. Uh, um, w- when when I met her, one of my most embarrassing moments in this music industry was one of my friends told me her name was Violet Brown. Much mm-hmm. love, respect to Violet. She tells me, um, she was listening to the song that I was producing, and she yeah. tells me like this: "Oh, that song needs a singer," and I was like. I know, but who do I get? And he goes, I'll bring Tina. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, to me, Tina is just any Tina. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I'm thinking, you know, our wow, friend cool. named Tina. So she calls me. She said, hey, Tony, we're, we're here. This is the next day. Uh-huh. Uh, I brought Tina. It's like, okay, cool. Um, so I go outside and I meet this little, tiny, petite little <laughs> lady. And I was like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And I, so I looked at Violet and then I said, um, I thought you were going to bring Tina. He goes, oh, this is Tina. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony, Tina Marie, Tina Marie. And I felt fucking stupid. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like, I feel like a goofball. I shook her hand. We went inside. Mm-hmm. And she said, play the beat. Play the beat. All she asked was for some warm tea um, so so she could warm up her vocal cords. Yeah. And while she was warming up, it was like a fucking concert. Dang. We recorded all of that. And we still have that saved. While yeah, she was practicing, while she's talking, all of that stuff. Uh-huh. But I felt embarrassed because I didn't think he was. she was referring to the Tina Marie. Mm-hmm. You know? And then when I saw her, she had her hair like all back. And she was wearing like baggy clothes. So she looks nothing like the way you would see her. Like pretty it, laid back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why it threw me off. That's crazy. So yeah, that was an awesome moment there. Now, um, at what point did you transition from singing to rapping how much longer you said you were about 10 years old when you started uh-huh. writing around how old were you when you said figured let me start rhyming my words yeah honestly it wasn't too long it was about i'd say around the same time okay yeah and then um 
I just started like writing little rhymes in here and there and it I would want to show like my dad my cousin you know and it's like I felt they were too into it they were too like you know determined to finish whatever they're finishing um so like oh no go over there you know when kids come to you sometimes and you're just like yeah I felt like it was just you know um so I continued doing it on the side whatever went to school would still do it it was about till I was like I'm gonna say 13 14 to where I actually told my dad I was like hey you know I want to show you something and then he was like all right he sat down um I remember I wrapped this verse from him it was on a um the game Angel Beat and I think it was from the documentary I'm not sure okay. yeah I uh, might be wrong um and I used that instrumental and I rapped it for him and then he kind of was like are you serious about this music and I was like yeah and then he was like all right and kind of after that he was like serious about me so right kind of been rocking since okay and um who as far as rappers growing up would you say was your influences i'd have to say it was a lot of um a lot of bit of both like male and female okay so i would say male part it would be um to be honest like i love the game the reason okay. i like him is because he's really aggressive in his rap mm-hmm. and I would have to say uh, I love Method Man, Exhibit. Just their voice is so raspy. Like, I love that. Female, I would have to say I like Eve. I like Little Kim, um, JV. Um, yeah, a little bit of everything. Wait, are you talking about JV? The neighborhood? Represent the ground, yeah. Okay, uh, JV, the neighborhood queen. Yeah, neighborhood queen. Okay. Uh, funny, quick story. Um, I got a chance to work with JV. 1996 to 98 somewhere around there mm-hmm. uh, we did several songs with her i reached out to her when nobody was messing with her okay yeah and if anybody ever listens uh if she ever listens to this i'm asking anybody to prove me wrong i called him my boy brando and um i hit him up and i said dude whatever happened to jb mm-hmm. and he said i don't know she ain't doing shit uh, because she had gotten the bad end of the stick on certain deals. Dang. So and a lot of times, a lot of females get discouraged uh-huh. and they're like, I'm just going to stop. Mm-hmm. He gave me her number. I called her. We talked. And I said, I really like your fucking voice. Yeah, I she said, has a bad I, voice. I really want to work with you. She said, cool. Started working with her. Um, one thing about her, at least during that time, mm-hmm. I, I'll judge the situation. At least during that time, she had a very low self-esteem. Yeah. I don't know if somebody told her she was whack, she sucked, or whatever. Mm. But she wasn't She wasn't believing in herself. So not only am I trying to produce her, but I'm also trying to motivate her to believe in herself. That's a very hard yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Um, in the next room, I got songs on 2-inch yeah. that were never released uh-huh. of JV. Yeah. You know, I have songs of hers. And uh, so now, I'm starting to get the buzz out mm-hmm. that JV's back. Yeah, and, she's badass. And let me tell you something. I had some bangers. Mm-hmm. I had some fucking bangers. We're talking about late 90s, okay? Dang. And all of a sudden, the hate began between producers and rappers. They started hearing that I was bringing her out. Uh-huh. So guess what? They started cock blocking in a sense of, hey, you know what? I'll give you a couple of hundred. You come over here. Hey, I'll give you a couple of Gs. Stop, stop fucking with Tony. Dang, that's fucked up. And that's what happened. Yeah. I had almost had her a deal with uh, Def Jam. Mm-hmm. But she took money from a so-called homie of mine. Yeah. She left me, went with him, nothing ever happened, and now she nobody ever knows anything about her. Man. So, yeah, and she's badass. I always wondered, like, you know, like, dang, especially now, like, she's killing story. shit right now. And people have always asked, why don't you get her? Why don't you get her? Well, 
she doesn't want no interviews. She just pretty much wants to be left alone. Yeah. So now you ask me, this is just me. Mm-hmm. Snow the product picked up where JB stopped. That's just me. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't have to ask or, or ask people to believe yeah. in what I'm saying. That's just me. It's uh-huh. like, I, I'm going to say this. Pitbull picked up where Mellow Manese left off. Mellow had a lot of house had house songs. Yeah. Had a lot of Spanish songs. Uh-huh. I mean, he had a song called Mentirosa. This guy comes out with a song called Mentirosa. <laughs> yeah, you, you know. True. So uh, I know what I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. JB, when it, during that time, again, during that time, um, she could have fucked any female up. Yeah. That's how dope she was. Yeah. So, uh, and my boy who's listening is good friends with JB and he loves Snow the product. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, Snow would have not been able to hang with her. Yeah, JB's badass. Like, yeah. it'll be even dope enough for, like, me to do a track with her. Like, that's, yeah. man, yeah. I'd be honest. You know, and, and, and not to take away, without the respect, anything away from Snow. Mm-hmm. If she's winning, more power to you. Yeah, yeah. More power to you. I want to see you win. Mm-hmm. But that's just my humble opinion. Yeah. So now, uh, forgive me for talking. But <laughs> no, So now, around what time did your dad say, um, let's start recording you? Ooh, uh, I went to the studio. My first time was actually on my birthday. Um, on your when birthday. I was fifteen, yeah. So, we, is it safe to say that was the first time you, you were actually going to record? Did you ever play record at home and just to listen to yourself? Well, yeah. Honestly, I had a Nano, okay. those little iPods. Yeah, and then I remember I had I was able to get my iPod Touch. Um, that's all I ever did on notes, write nothing but lyrics. Well, not really on there. I was like kind of old school. I did like you know the notebooks and stuff, loose papers, whatever. Um, and I would record on the vo- the voice memos. Uh-huh. And then I remember like it was kind of like schoolwork. Like I'm telling right. you, um, uh, my dad would be like, I would be like, hey dad, you know, can I go with my friends? Can I kick it? And he'd be like, oh, write me a verse. I was like, oh, okay. Really? Yeah. So That's I would awesome. go in, write, you know, look for whatever instrument I was digging at the time. Um, do it, write to it, record it on my voice memos, and then show it to my dad. And he'll be like, either if he said, like, redo it, or he was like, yeah, it's cool, you can go. Um, I was always doing that, though. Okay. Yeah, but then when I was 15 is my first time at the studio. Um, it was with, uh, I was, it was in Pomona, actually. Yeah, it was um, D-Berg, D-Berg Studios. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was for my birthday. I remember I recorded a few tracks, and that was actually the first. Cause I mean, me, I'm a I'm a family oriented person, and I don't like I cuss in my music. I cuss like you know with friends and everybody, but in front of my family, never. Right. I feel like you know it's just teach his own. Right. Um. So I asked my dad. I was like, it was my mom and my dad there actually. Um. And I asked him. I was like, hey, is it cool if I could like cuss? And they were like, yeah, go ahead. So I was like, all right. So, <laughs> so I remember I laid a track down, and then afterwards they were like, "Like, dang, you know, I never heard you cuss, but this was good." Okay. Yeah. Now, you went to the studio. Did you had prior heard the beats you were gonna be rapping to? Yeah. Okay. How how many tracks were did you have already? Um, I recorded two tracks in two hours. Okay. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is oh. before you got there, you had the beats already. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to write to. Yeah. Okay. W- were you feeling them? Yeah, I was. Okay. Who was the producer of these tracks? Honestly, I didn't have a producer back then. It was basically just instrumentals. Like, okay. I did um, the game, This Is How We Do It. Okay. Yeah. Pres- okay. Basically, just instrumentals, what I was feeling at that okay. time. Yeah. All right. Nothing so, ex- like original. 
so you bust on these songs uh-huh. and uh you, do you play back you like what you hear now let me tell you something tony the <laughs> first time i heard myself it was i was pretty much flabbergasted because it's like i mean you know as i'm talking to you right now it's kind of different to when i actually rap and this was my first time in the studio so when i heard myself that day let me tell you before i went to the studio i was kind of i had i was sick Okay. I was already getting like a sore throat and everything. So I was like, fuck, this is my first time at the studio. I was like, I was putting honey in the microwave. I was drinking that. I was drinking hot water with lemon. And note this, I wasn't telling my mom or my dad because I felt like if I were to tell them, they'd be like, cancel. Right. So I was like, I was pumped up, you know? So I was doing whatever I could. And then I got to the studio and I was like, whatever, I'm just going to like try my best to, you know, overcome this. So I thought my voice would sound like how I'm talking right now. Um, but I guess the fact that I was, I guess, sick or whatever, it came out kind of raspy. And then when I heard it, I was pretty shocked. And then I was kind of like tripping out. I was like, you know what? I kind of like this. Like, it's different. You know, it's not okay. the same. But okay. yeah. Now, uh, you burned this to a CD or what did you do? Um, I had it on the USB drive. Okay. Yeah. So now you play it for your friends or family. What, Honest- what, is their, what was the response? I played it for family. Friends was like. I didn't really tell anybody I was rapping until I'd have to say I was like senior. Okay. Um, but yeah, I played it for my family. They were like shocked, you know. And um my family's my biggest support, like support team, honestly. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all shocked, you know, they were good to see me doing the music thing and supported hundred okay. percent. Um, but yeah, I had it on the USB and eventually got it to disc, like a small EP I'd say, probably like four or five tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever released those? Um, I did on YouTube a while back, and I remember I even made um single copy, like a few copies, and I would go to these concerts that I told you about, and I would throw them on the stage. Oh, dope. Yeah. Dope. I mean, opportunity what was the you response find it. that you were getting from people when you did play for them? They were shocked that that I was like spitting like that, I guess, you know, and okay. then my voice too. A lot of people didn't wouldn't look at me and expect me to rap like that. Okay. Yeah. And how soon after did your dad possibly hook you up with a producer to like let's make her some beats? Um, man, that wasn't until I'm gonna say like my album that recently had just it's about to be two years that's been out. Okay. Is the only thing because even after the EP I did a mixtape tour, I was about twenty twenty one. Um, and that was straight nothing but instrumentals and mm-hmm. or beats that I would find on YouTube. I wouldn't get clearance for them, but they were free beats, you know, so I would use them. But I have to say my album was the only thing that I had like exclusive beats that were my own. Okay. Yeah. Now, um releasing it releasing it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Do you ever read the comments? Yeah, I do. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Uh, uh give me a negative and a positive one. A negative one would be like uh, let me see. Honestly, I hear this a lot. That um, either, you know, it's trash music or my bars are weak or, it, like, they always say, like, Mayate music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And th- does that bother you? Honestly, it doesn't because, like, I know what I am. And I feel like I'm very versatile when it comes to how I rap. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's you can't just put me in one category or one kind of, you right. know, trend. I feel like I could go anywhere. Right. Yeah. Now, growing up, um, me and me producing for a lot of black artists, mm-hmm. I was always accused 
not it's funny not by uh blacks but but by my own people yes that i was trying to be black mm -hmm. simply because i was producing for them yeah now one thing that i've learned is that first of all i knew it wasn't true yeah okay second they're just fucking jealous <laughs> that's all it is yeah back then we didn't call it hating it was just pure jealousy mm -hmm. and i kept it pushing so i encourage you keep it pushing don't let any of that negative shit bother you mm -hmm. you know so keep winning so now here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take a 10 minute break okay we're gonna come right back and we're gonna talk about this album what can people expect from you and i think you're gonna bust a little something yeah so that'll work so everybody once again call somebody text somebody pay somebody slap shit out of somebody let them know that ray monique's in the motherfucking building and we'll be back in a little bit i'm gonna start drinking they brought me a bottle as a matter of fact i got it right here so Ooh. yep we're gonna take a couple of shots and uh about to hear some bars so we'll be back in a couple of minutes welcome back everybody to rhodium radio episode 61 with the podcast slap your coach a fat ass with a fat dick and if you ain't got a fat dick you can always get it in enlargement or my brother sells uh refurbished dick pumps um let's jump right back into it okay <laughs> anyways i served you a shot you're still drinking your hulk yeah i hope you don't get too too no, okay. okay cool cool plus your dad is there and i don't want him, i don't want him to be mad at me yeah so gotta keep professional you know yeah exactly exactly around this time usually when i like to drink but you know what i'm having fun so and your dad broke me off with his bottle mm -hmm. so thankful thanks pops so um now you start recording um you release this if you will these mixtapes where you're wrapping up the instrumentals yeah and uh how did you end up getting in contact with a producer to produce your first album? Um, honestly, it goes back to uh, drummer, drummer boy, young drummer boy. Okay. He did a contest back then, um, and you know people were doing challenges, and they were, I guess, the best verse one, you know, mm -hmm. um, to do a track with him. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna give it a try. I did it, um, and it came to me and Little P being the winners. Okay, press pause. Yeah. Where was this at? Were you submitting the verses? Was oh. it live? No, no, social media. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, you know, he put a post about it. Um, he would send you the B through email and you write a verse to it, put it up on yours, tag him, you know, and then, oh, wow. yeah, he would repost it. Well, not him, um, Latin Beast, my bad. Okay. Latin Beast did this whole, um, the drum board contest. They hosted it actually. So they would put it on their channel, all the different verses, you know, and they had polls. And they would do that on the Instagram and the Facebook. So it was kind of going by, like, how many views you can get. And then, um, yeah, it came down to me and Little P being the winners. Okay. And, yeah, we were able to go to the studio, record that track with him. And from there on, I met pretty much a lot of people. Like, I, you know, connected with a lot of people. That was Icon because he was actually shooting the, the video. Yeah. And um, 100 was actually there, my engineer which is actually his engineer and kind of everything was just from there. So ever since then I was working with, um, 100 that my, he's my engineer now. Um, and then from there I kind of went to ACE beats and I guess he did some work for drum too. And a couple of, couple of other artists. And mm -hmm. then, um, yeah, it was pretty much just from there. Oh, made my connections. Yeah. So, so how many different producers, uh, did you use? For your first album, your first project. The first project, I'd say two, because it was um, my engineer. He also produces, and then um, Ace Beats. Okay. Yeah. What happened to that track with Drummer Boy? Um, it's actually on YouTube. 
Okay. Yeah, Latin Beast, they did a whole segment of um, like the interview behind the scenes, and then they actually posted the audio. Okay. Yeah. And how long ago was this? That was about, I'd say, going to be two years okay. now. Yeah. So now, uh, you're wrapping up instrumentals, and we could back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, how soon after that your like, friends started to find out that it was you, or have they always been knowing? Honestly, it was kind of like my close friends that I told when I was like in high school. Um, mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know, I could rap or I would do it in school. Like, what, what did they you? think? They were shocked. Really? They didn't think that I could rap. Yeah, because like in in school, like in class, I would be writing stuff, you know, they'd be like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. You know, like kind of just <laughs> wanted to stay in my own lane, you know. Okay. Um, and then I told a couple of friends here and there. Um, they were kind of shocked, but, you know, they supported me. And then pretty much after that, people that I went to school with that follow me on Instagram now, like, and they seen that I, you know, came out with a project or did this and this and that, um, are like shocked and they'll message me. They'll be like, damn, homegirl, I don't know you could rap. You know, that's crazy. You got videos and this, this and that. So, yeah. So, kind of just like put it out there. Out okay. Of now, you mentioned the word videos. Did mm -hmm. you have videos out before this album ever dropped? Um, yeah, I had a few on my mixtape. Okay. Not a, yeah, I would say a few. Kind of like, um, but it wasn't like professional wise i okay. guess you could say what um, was it like cell phone or something uh no like one was um my cousin my cousin's girlfriend she um record like she'll record videos and take pictures and stuff like that so she had she was like hey you know let's shoot a video i was like yeah let's do it Fuck it, huh? yeah let's do it and then um i felt like i needed more visuals like i needed visuals for people that's to see. very important yeah like i feel like that's important for people to see like they get connected more absolutely so um i did that one and then i did another track that was from my mixtape it's actually on soundcloud um mm -hmm. And that was through someone that she does graphic art for t-shirts and stuff like that. I ordered something from her and she was like, hey, you're dope. I have a friend that does videos and stuff like that. I want you to wear this shirt I'm going to make you and, you know, record and do that. And I was like, okay, I'm down. So she ended up coming over uh, from LA. And um, yeah, we shot a little video. So I used that for my mixtape. So you saw you saw the video. Yeah. What did you think? Um... I didn't like it at first because I I didn't know how to get into it. I guess you right. could say, yeah. Okay. Like it, w I was just new to me. Okay. Yeah. But in your mind, you're thinking I can always do better. Yeah. Like oh. I could fix this. I could have did that. That's awesome. Yeah. You're yeah. always your like your own critic. Uh, yeah. Very very true. Mm -hmm. um, practice being a perfectionist at whatever you do. Yeah. Okay. So now you do the video. You do the, do the mixtape. You now if we speed up a little bit now we. Uh, have two different producers to do your first album. Yeah. Okay, now, had you had already done shows before this album? Before the album? Um, yeah, I did, actually. Okay. Um, what, what, what were these shows like? They were a learning experience. I actually opened up for um, Sugar Free and Cocaine. Okay. okay. Um, way back when I was, like, in a rap crew. Um, okay. Tell, I tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I was in a little rap crew called Crime Committee. It, I used to go to downtown Pomona. There is this like little, it's called Tijuana's. There was like, um, I guess like a little ballroom thing, I guess. I don't uh -huh. know. It would, it would turn into clubs overnight. But they would use it as like a hip hop uh, show. So um, at the time, uh, I had a friend that, you know, would do the hip hop shows. He hosted them or whatever, helped out, uh, promoted them and stuff like that. So I would go with him and I would just watch and observe. So he had this artist come up, um, which was that group, and I heard them and I was like, 
I was rooting for them. I was like, hey, you know, you guys are dope. And they're like, hey, you know, we have this rap crew going on right now. You know, if you're down, you know, join us. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So I ended up getting into it. Um, did that for about, I'm going to say, a few months. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. It kind of ended on a bad note. <laughs> yeah. But um, did that for a few months. And then we actually, I was able to open up for, um, it was Blue in the Bombay. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like an underground rapper, and um, it was before he was Blue in the Exile. Okay. Yeah, so he it was Blue in the Bombay. We opened up for him, and then that was like a show in Fullerton. So I got some skate shop. Okay. Um, yeah, and then a little bit towards like recent, like I said, like two years ago is when I had opened up for Sugar Free and Cocaine. Okay. Yeah. Now, they give you the mic. Mm-hmm. You're about to go on. Yeah. Let's go. What goes through your mind? Man, I get nervous, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I get nervous. But I feel like that's a good thing as an artist because it shows how much you're into your craft. Absolutely. Like, you care about it that much, you know? Absolutely. Did, did somebody record your performances? Yeah, I always... Every event that I have, every video, whatever it may be, my family always comes through. Okay. Yeah. And you go back and listen to it. Mm. What, what do you think when you see your performance? Um... I actually liked it. Really? Yeah. That's I was good. amazed. <laughs> That's good. And uh, you ever forget any of your lyrics? There was times I did, but I kind of like would freestyle a little because it would just be a bar or like a line, you know, or a few words and I would kind of just freestyle it and keep going. I never want to stop though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, speaking about bars, mm-hmm. are you willing to kick us uh, a couple of bars? Yeah, most definitely. Whenever you're ready, take your time. Okay. Let me just take a drink real quick. <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to... No, let me say A motherfucker been hustling. I'm trying to get about the mud. I've been dirty if I gotta get that understood. Gotta get up off your ass just so you can sit good. And I'm stay gripping. Cause ain't nobody finna jug on my Nipsey shit play. It's a hustle with motivation. Trying to feed my circle. They can't touch the rotation. Neither shit pronto been his... Oh, yeah. All good. Yeah. It's all good. Hey, yo, it's all good. Thank you. Um... Your shit is like, I like it. Thank you. It's dope. I like it. Um, now, let me ask you the same question that I've asked several other females. Mm-hmm. Do you have any guy haters? Yeah, I do. I feel like um, a lot of people say like, you know, female. They say like it's a lot of female and a lot of male. But yeah, a lot of males. And why do you think that is? I feel, my honest opinion, like I really don't know. And that's my question. Like I'm, like, I don't know. Uh, I wonder why, but maybe it's because like it's the cha- it's the fact that a female can do what they do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if I can speak on that, you know, like as I grow as an artist, that's something that I always take like serious. Is that I want to be taken serious because I feel like a lot of males don't take females serious, you know. True. So it's like not only do I gotta you know, progress as an artist and show myself as a female upcoming artist. But I feel like to males, it's like, I want to show the fact that I could hang with this dude, let alone females. So, so, you know, it's funny because uh, once again, I was sharing with Bella earlier that growing up, there wasn't a lot of artists. You could probably name, yeah. uh, you know, call them out in, with two hands. You know? mm-hmm. That was all there was. Yeah. Now there's a lot of females out today mm-hmm. and they're dope yeah. they're dope and me if i can help 
I want to do it. Yeah. You know, I want to do it. So now let me ask you, what female rappers are out today that you like? Is um, there any? I do like some of the product. I okay. feel like she's doing her thing right now. I like her. Um, and I like how she's going, like, she tries different things. Like I said, like, being versatile. She's mm. very versatile. Um, I like... I actually like a lot. There's a few out there that are like kind of like the what's kind of mainstream too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's a lot. Any old school? Old school, like I said, um, JV. I'd say Charlie Baltimore, um, Eve, Little Kim. Uh, let me see. Oh, Kasha's daughters. Okay. And to speak on that, um, you heard of Kasha's daughters, right? Of course. The Funky Expedition, yeah. Um, I actually did like a little freestyle way back. Um. And I had posted on my profile on Instagram. And they had reached out to me and they were like, oh, you know, dope. Yeah. She was like, hey, let me bring you out to the bay. Let's work, you know, and stuff like that. And then this whole COVID stuff came. So I felt like that was the pause on that. And then, um, but yeah, to go into what's coming out, my new music, I it's it's still in the works, but I'm trying to get a, a feature with CMG. Okay. Yeah, from Clash's Daughters. Okay. So yeah, that'll be that'll be bad. Um, if you could have any collabs with anyone, mm -hmm. uh, give me about three people, male or female, doesn't matter. Like old or new? Doesn't matter. Okay. If, if like on your wish list, mm -hmm. I wish I can you know do a collab with this, this, yeah. this. Uh, I have to say Mr. Shadow, and I would have to say Mr. Shadow. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like voices, and he has a strong you, voice. You, you ever met him? No. Okay. Well, he actually, he gave me props on through Instagram. He had I had um, sent him my music one time, and he hit me up, and he was like, "Hey, you know what you're doing is dope. Keep going." So that was cool, uh, but never met him. No. Uh, I'm not gonna give it away, but mm -hmm. let's just say that when I see him again, yeah, I'll let him know about you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I, I promise I will. So, so uh, Mr. Shadow. Mm -hmm. Mr. Shadow. Um, I would have to say. Uh, Drummer Boy, even though it was a contest one, I feel like I would want to do one just like us vibing though. Okay. Yeah, like it not having to be a contest, you know, just okay. separate. Um, Give me one more. And does it have to be rapper or it can be singer? It could be anybody you want. Singer, I would have to say like, I love Ashanti. <laughs> well, who's that? Ashanti. Oh, Ashanti. Yeah. yeah. Dope, dope. That's good. That's good. You know, it's funny because your parents like... When I say raised you well, like musically, mm -hmm. you know, that because it's funny because like I've gone to shows where, well, I don't want to call them shows. Yeah. Uh, parties, nightclubs, whatever it is. Yeah. And they're playing for like 80s music. And I see girls there that are your age dancing in all the lyrics. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's when I was like 10 or 11 years old bumping yeah. that. You know, but that's because the parents uh -huh. taught them the right music. Yeah. I, I feel like my parents taught me well. That's cool. Like, like I said, you know, before my dad schooled me on a lot of music, and whether it was like my older cousins um, was showing me kind of like the newer stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, it was always, and it's crazy too because growing up, um, we would always fuck around, you know. So yeah, uh, they would always be the type to like, hey, listen to this track, and like I'll listen to it, and they'll know I like it, and I'll be like, oh, who's that? They'll be like, oh, don't trip, you don't got to worry about it. <laughs> but it's like we kind of do a how do you say a track for track like if i have a good track that i want to show my dad or my cousins i'll be like, hey listen to this because i know they're gonna jock it you know right, right. it's just like a little thing we have okay yeah now um i i always trip people out when i tell them this mm -hmm. okay now keep in mind i'm 52 years old okay yeah 
Um, the first time I ever went to a nightclub, I was 11 years old. Oh, dang, really? Yeah, I was 11 years old, and people always trip out on that. And it's because I've always saw my brother. Uh, he was a DJ at a uh -huh. club in the city of Long Beach. Yeah. And uh, during this time in the 80s, it was like straight all crip club. Like, okay. seriously. And so one day I just told him, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to go DJ again. Because he's DJ Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at a club in the city of Long Beach, right mm -hmm. on the east side of Long Beach. Yeah. And uh, I just told him, I want to go. He said, let me show you your report card. My report card was fucked up. Yeah. And he said, if you graduate from sixth grade, because uh -huh. that's when back in the day you used to graduate from sixth grade, not fifth. Yeah. He says, I'll take you with me. And I said, for real? And he said, yeah. So I got my shit together. And I will say this, uh, it was good and bad because mm -hmm. I saw how he controlled the crowd with the music. Yeah. Okay. And I knew at that moment, that's what I wanted to do at 11 Dang. years old. Here's the bad thing. Even though I had a great time, all I thought about was music and girls. <laughs> I didn't give a damn about school anymore. No. You know, that, so that was the bad part uh -huh. because he should have should have told me, you know, but it should have been up to me. Yeah. Stay in school. Do good in school and I'll keep bringing you back. No, he kept bringing me back every damn weekend. Honestly, so. I could relate to that too because I never finished high school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was, I did my little thing, you know, like I said, being a knucklehead. But I always thought, I don't know, I was thinking that at the time. Um, like, I'm going a, I'm to a do music. I don't right. need school. But right. now that I get older, it's like, fuck, I wish I would have, you know, finished yes. at least. Yes. Yeah, but music was always my number one. Okay. Now, uh, tell everybody about this record right here. How did they come together? Who was the producers? Mm -hmm. How many songs, et cetera? Spe okay, let me go back. So, you know how we were talking about Tina Marie, right? Yes. So, I kind of did a Tina Marie thing. And I don't know if you remember, but on her first album uh -huh. that she had came out, well, it was vinyl back then, but um, she came out I and... I another one, so... Oh, I, had, I didn't even know where she oh, came Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> um, what's it called? I'll take it right after. No, uh, just sip on it. Don't, okay. don't get so tore up. <laughs> um, the first vinyl she had came out with, it didn't have her picture on it. So it just had, I think it was about, I think it was some beach stuff. Um... I could be wrong, but I know it wasn't of her. So this is what I wanted to do on my first album. I didn't want me. I didn't want my picture up there because I didn't want people to judge a book by its cover before listening to my music. Right. I wanted them to just hear the music and then be like, oh, oh, she's Mexican. Dang, you know, she could do that. Or, or just in general. Oh, she could spit, you know, because I get I get that a lot. You know, oh, I don't think you could rap or I feel like you're going to rap like this type. Right. So that's what I did on this album. Did a Tina Marie moment. Wanted to use that. Actually, that picture actually is my grandpa's um, truck. Uh, not truck. My bad. Car. Dope. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to use that. It meant a lot to me, honestly, too. So yeah, I used that. And then my tracks. I have ten tracks. Um, produced was Ace Beats, One Hundred, and my engineer to the whole uh the whole album was One Hundred. Okay. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a very important question. Mm -hmm. Did you write all your own lyrics? Yes, of course. Okay, I have to ask. <laughs> no, no. I have to ask. Uh, uh, it's funny because I've had rappers here uh -huh. that have told me, when I when, like when I asked you, is there anything you don't want me to ask you? Yeah. Yeah, don't ask me who wrote my shit. Oh, dang. And I'm, obviously, they had a fucking ghost writer. They had Casper write their shit. <laughs> you know, so. But yeah. Oh, so. my bad. Can I say one thing? I forgot. No, I don't mean to cut you off. No, um, go for it. And one thing about that, that album, too, is that like, it was my introduction to I feel the rap game because, you know, yeah, I did my EP, yeah, I did my mixtape, but I feel like album is just more, you know, okay, perfect, like bigger. Um, and I wanted it to be just me. 
Right. I want people to know that I could hold my own. I don't need to do, I'm not, you know, knocking down features because this is what I'm working on now. Um, but I wanted to hold my own and for people to see that like, dang, she could do hooks, she could do verse, she could do 10 tracks by herself. So I felt like that's what I wanted to accomplish on that album. And I felt like I've done it. Awesome. Yeah. And awesome. this album that I'm doing right now is, I'm, that's what I'm trying to work on is features. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So you're giving them the best of both worlds. One, yeah. no features with features. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's awesome. Um, L O Cool J, um, which I'm a huge fan of L O. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hello, Cool J released a tweet sometime last year, and he said, my first album went double platinum, so, meaning he sold 2 million copies. Yeah. And he said, and I had no features. He said, I I posted that, and people took offense to it. Mm -hmm. See, today, people take offense to, to any little thing. Anything. And I'll tell you why, because he said, right away, people started saying, what do you have against features? Yeah. It isn't that I had anything against anything. I just wanted to release me. Mm-hmm. And then it sold 2 million copies. Yeah, that's That's true. a dope thing. So I congratulate you on doing Thank you. You, mm -hmm. you know. So um, out of here, and it's called the Jita Way? Yeah, the Jita Way. Okay, why why Jita Way? Honestly, because, like I said, growing up, I listened to a lot of music. Um, and the East Side is one of my favorite. Um, and you know, in any song, West Coast, East Coast, you hear a lot of people say, oh, like I do this a G-Dup way or the G-Dup this, the mm -hmm. G-Dup that. So I felt like I wanted to do my album because it's like, I mean, I do that every day, you know, whether it's working, whether it's my hustle, whether it's music, like I do everything the G-Dup way. Right. That goes for everybody else too. Like, you know, if you're working, um, parent, whatever it is, uh, whatever it is, you, whatever it is, it may be. Either if you're in school, whatever, like you just do shit the Jita way, and I felt like that's okay. what I did on this album. Okay. Yeah. And your style, your dad likes your style. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would say yeah. I think yeah, I do, he does. I feel like I have more of a like I I would say, I would describe myself as a West Coast artist. Okay. Yeah. Um, but my style is pretty laid back. I'm like I said, I'm very diverse. I can do you know many things. But dope, 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 yeah. Dope. Okay, so now what can people expect from you today going forward? Obviously, you released your album, mm -hmm. and uh, they can find you on uh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, um, and I have them on Spotify to okay. go to, like, uh, Deezer, Apple Music, Google Play, okay. all the good platforms. Uh -huh. um, yeah, uh, I'm coming out with a new album okay. that I'm working on right now. It's going to be out, I'd say, in around July. Okay, yeah. so it's almost done. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, in July, like I said, I'm working on a couple of features. Um, I wanted to, you know, get comfortable doing that, land working right. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be out in July. Okay. Now, you don't have to give up names, okay? Mm -hmm. But um, how many features do you have on there? And oh, who? I'm good with giving names. Okay. okay. Um, I'm actually doing a track with Young Gritty. Okay. Yeah, Young Gritty. Um, a cat called Nutty Blue. Okay. Uh, he's from Pomona also. Um, uh, Bella, you know. Dope, she was yeah. Like a, yeah. I was about to ask you about, well, we'll talk about that right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, a couple in the works. Okay. Now, um, how did you meet Bella? It's crazy because we met because um, my cousin, she, that was her, that's her friend. Okay. Yeah. So my cousin was like, hey, you know, I have a friend and she's dope, you know, listen to her. 
Mm-hmm. So she showed me her Instagram and everything like that. So I had looked her up and um, I was like, yeah, she is dope. Like, I like her sound. I love her voice. Just, yeah. you know, everything. So I had followed her, hit her up. And I was like, hey, you know, you're dope. You know, you go hard. And then she was like, thank you. So we're talking back and forth. And then as I'm doing this new project, I was like, you know, I like to try different things. And even though I'm a West Coast, like, artist, like, you know, old school artist, I feel like, um, I like to try new shit. Right. Like, kind of what's out right now, but still make it, uh-huh. I guess, like, my own, you know? Right. I like to combine, if I can, new and old. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had this high beat, and I was like, hey, you know, it would be dope as hell if I had you on it. So, we end up, um, you know, getting into it, talking about it, and yeah, we end up doing a track. Well, we did two, actually. One for me, then one for her. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you something, but I don't want her to listen, okay? <laughs> Even though she's sitting right over there. Yeah. Um, when you look at her, you wouldn't think that that can come out of her. No. And that's what I love about it. Let yes. me tell you. That's one thing that I love is when you look at someone and you don't expect it because they surprise you with it. Big time. Yes. Yeah, it, uh, what is that saying? That dynamite comes in small packages. Mm-hmm. And that's her. That's yeah. her. So... I want to see her win just like I want to see you win. Yeah. And if there's anything that I can do to help, I want to do it. Thank you. Appreciate you know. it. You know, you know why? Because um, one thing one, my son asked me one time, Dad, uh, how do you want to be remembered? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not only do I want to be remembered as a God-fearing man. Yeah. Okay, but also as somebody that uh, helped others or blessed others mm-hmm. or was there for others. Yeah. You know. I've never, I've never fucked up my name. What I mean by that, I've never burned my bridges. Mm-hmm. There's nobody out there that can say Tony A's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Because I never did anybody wrong. And when you have a good name in this industry, it goes a long way. It's like good credit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, people trust me. So if whatever I can do to help, I want to do it. Thank so, you. I appreciate it. That means a lot. So now, um, this new album, uh, I don't know if you give a date when it was dropping or. I don't have an exact date, but I know for sure it's going to be around July, I'm going to say 16. Okay. And how many yeah. tracks can we expect? Um, seven or eight. It's I w- It would fall under an EP, but I'm like, fuck it, let's just do an album. Okay. Yeah. And then it's crazy because like, even though I'm still working on one album, like I got material for more than that. So. Visuals are very important. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Uh, continue to do visuals because mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. There's been times that I've heard a song and I was like, that fucking song is fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw the video and I'm like, oh shit. Uh-huh. You know? And I've liked it. Now here's the, here's another thing. People today, um, and I always warn people when they come on, that when you come on here, you can either make fans or lose fans. Yeah. Okay. There's been artists that have come on here and people say have told me, that guy's a fucking asshole. I can't stand that son of a bitch. And then when you come in here, and that person tells their story and shares the struggles that they've been through. Mm-hmm. These same people DM me or inbox me the next day and say, you know what? Uh, that guy has my respects. Yeah. I didn't know what he went through. Yeah. And that's why I believe that these interviews are important. Mm-hmm. Because I want people to get to know you as a person. Not necessarily as an artist. Yeah. But as a person. Because if they like you, guess what? They're going to support you. Yeah, that's you know? true. And I think that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, what all love and respect to Trish, there was a lot of people, believe it or not, as much as I think she's so dope, that have hit me up before when I was putting up, why are you going to have her? Now, not only did my blood pressure go up, like I wanted to fucking erupt on these bastards, 
But my thing was this, like, why not her? Mm-hmm. Okay. After her interview, those same people, she was so humble. Wow, I'm a fan. Yeah. Those same fucking bastards. Here's my thing. Before you judge someone, please listen to them. Yeah. Or you get dudes when I post a flyer. Who's that? Never heard of them. That's why I interview them. That's what I say. Yeah. That's why I interview them. Because, if you will, they're uh, uh, diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. And I believe you two are diamonds in the rough. Thank so, you. I wish you guys nothing but the best. But now, uh, is there anything you want to share? Something I didn't ask you? Something you want to bring up? Right now is the time. Anything you um, want to bring up? I'm actually, we're talking about visuals. I'm actually doing a visual in June. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be um, shooting one in June. So, that'll be coming out around, I think, the same time, July. Okay. For the album. Um, what, what, what song is that for? Uh, can you give out the name? No. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't want to know. Okay. Kind of like a surprise, you know? Okay. Um, my bad. But uh, I'm actually working on some merch right now. I designed awesome. a few shirts, so we're you in the, did. Yeah. Awesome. We're in the process of just creating them and then gonna release them. Okay. Yeah, and I've been talking about doing merch for a while, but the fact that I kind of got a crack in now, I'm kind of excited for that. Okay. So yeah, that's gonna be coming. Um, the album, yes, most definitely, and yeah, more things to come. Awesome. awesome. It kind of sucks about this COVID thing. You can't do shows. <laughs> don't get me started on this fake COVID shit but uh, yeah okay you know what I don't even want to talk about it but um, what's today Sunday yeah Sunday you, you, you know why I forget because I work out five days a week Monday through Friday mm-hmm. like Monday I'll do this Tuesday I'll do that Wednesday I'll do this so I yeah. ever since this bullshit my gym thing closed I forget <laughs> so but uh, and this, this fucking Don Julio doesn't fucking help <laughs> thanks pops so Mm. Well, I actually told him, I was like, hey, I'm going to get a bottle for Tony. And he was like, do you even know what he likes? I was like, yeah, we'll be seated on the show. He drinks Don Julio. <laughs> you would have thought by now fucking Don Julio would have sponsored me. Because <laughs> that fucking tight bastard don't even send me a fucking bottle. But uh, anyways, other than that, uh, let's see. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, are you willing to work with different producers? Yeah, most definitely. I'm open to work yeah? with anybody, yeah. Okay, so you're just not stuck over with, with one person? No. What about uh, videographers, people that film videos? Are, are, do you have, just have one guy? or? Um, I worked with Icon. He did my, my actually, like, I would say my first big video. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's, that's I, I feel like that's the first video that I've got a lot of numbers on. And what video was that? Uh, West Coast. Okay. I think it's like 70k right now okay. 70 80 around there awesome um yeah he had shot that one and then i worked with um snoop visuals okay um but yeah i'm open to work with anybody actually um before this pandemic have you been booked um uh, as far as maybe out of state yet no okay i'm gonna tell you why because that's coming mm-hmm. that's coming uh, i'm being real with you that's coming because as soon as people hear your stuff, this whole pandemic shit cock-blocked a lot of people's careers. Yeah. It really did. Uh, from Cholo Fit to my boy Mellow Man to uh, Shadow to Little One to a lot of people. Uh-huh. They had shows everywhere. And this shit just stopped. You yeah. Know? See, to me, I could have stopped and said, you know, I can't have no more than five people. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. COVID don't stop me. Yeah, it don't stop me. So... COVID can't cock block. Yeah. But um, anyways, other than that, I'm 52 years old. If I survived the crack, you know, <laughs> fucking pandemic through the 80s, I can yeah. survive this bullshit. 
So, and plus, I hardly ever get sick anyway. And I don't wear a mask. Fuck your mask. I, I don't wear that shit. If I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick. Cool, whatever. But other than that, um, any shout-outs you want to give? Uh, yes, most definitely. I want to shout-out to uh, Latin Beast. They're a really big platform that's helping, you know, a lot of people out right now. And I'm honored to work with them. And um, for them to even share my stuff and work with me, that's a big, like, I'm honored. Um, shout out to Drummer Boy for that contest. You know, that's when I started getting my buzz. Um, shout out to everybody that's rocking with me. You know, all the people that listen to my music, support me. Anybody that tuned in, you know, most definitely appreciate appreciate you. Um, shout out to my family, number one. You know, they support me 100%. Whether if it's... And if, um, well, going back on that, my family, like even in videos, you know how people have their entourage, which yeah. that's good, man. Like, you know, so, you know, they can have that. Um, but I always bring my family. Every video that I do, I want to always like invite them, if, you know, they want to be in it, whatever. But they're, they always come either just to watch the whole process. That's good. Yeah, I'm really family oriented. So shout out to my family um, and shout out to my dad, you know, be my manager, holding me down. Pushing me, getting to me, getting me where I need to be. Um, shout out to my son that I just had. Uh, my mom, yeah. Shout out to Tony for having me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Bella. Um, shout out to One Hundred, my engineer, my producer that I work with. Um, nothing but good vibes. Love working with him. Shout out to Ace Beats, Don Solo for this new project that I'm coming up with, and everybody that I'm doing a feature with. Yeah. Awesome. Much love. Awesome. You know, it's funny, I'm very family oriented as well, but mm -hmm. I've known in this business, especially through social media. Yeah. Kinda leave my family out of it, and I'm gonna tell you why. I have two daughters. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if uh anybody ever try to fuck with them, <laughs> yeah. I would kill a motherfucker. Yeah. Plain and simple with a smile. And go to jail and take my mugshot with a fucking smile. Yeah. So, anyways, but I love my daughters and I just don't want nobody. Uh so it's very hard for me to take my daughters. Yeah. Places, so. Well, anyway. like my kid, yeah, I feel like that's separate. But um, because I'm a new mom, so yeah, my kid. No, Congratulations. Thank you. How old is your baby? Um, he's gonna be a year and two months. For real? Yeah. Okay. What's his name? Uh, Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. Awesome. Now, wh why Adrian? Adrian Honestly? from Rocky. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> they actually they um mess around with saying like Adrian. Oh. Uh, he actually has a shirt that says that, and it has um Rocky on there. But awesome. um, no, I felt like. Well, I didn't, I didn't know names, you know, like I always was set to have a girl in my head. Mm -hmm. So I always thought of girl names and I had like a list. But when it came to boys, I didn't really have any. And I was surprised with a boy. So I was like, uh, I'm not sure. So then when I seen him, I was like, he looks like Adrian. Okay. Yeah. So that means you didn't find out what you were going to have before? No. That's a good thing. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when people find out uh -huh. what they're going to have before, it's almost like opening up their Christmas gifts the day before yeah that's true you put it that or, way or like unwrapping they're like oh shit let me put scotch tape on it. i already know what i'm uh -huh. doing you know their gifts let me shake it yeah exactly uh my daughter i'm a grandpa mm -hmm. i have three grandbabies it's uh anthony vincent and emma and i love my father I, I feel like i love like, the name emma I, I feel like they're my kids you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying i feel like you have kids all over again yeah so my grandbabies are like my world oh so awesome hope I know you're going to be a great mother. Thank so, you. Thank you. Much love, so much respect. So let me go ahead and give my shout outs mm -hmm. now. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give my shout outs to uh, John motherfucking Elkins. 
since we have ladies in the room, I'm going to <laughs> hold back on... Oh, yeah, I know what you say around the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you can go on his website, johnmotherfuckingelkins.com, and there, he has, he's got a couple of nude pictures of himself you could download. <laughs> I've already downloaded about two or three. Uh, they're actually pretty cool, but um, yeah. Other than that, um, he does have his uh, women's nail polish coming out, uh, women's scented wax, and uh, oh, yeah, he also has a, a love lotion. You can, uh, if you're a woman, you can rub it all over yourself and guaranteed to find love in all the wrong places. So, um, yeah, make sure you guys go ahead and get that. The shit will be also jmejmotherfuckingelkins.com. Um, other than that, my brother, Spice Smuggler, follow him on Instagram. He sells uh, used dick pumps. Uh, well, they're not used, they're refurbished. So they're just like new, okay? That means the previous owner must have used it like twice. So, and uh, D to the motherfucking G, Daniel DJ Media Clips. And uh, once again, let me go ahead and give a shout out to Bella. Thank you for coming out. Uh, Dynamite comes in small packages, y'all. Okay. <laughs> to her mom, to Erica, uh, her manager, and to Greg. Uh, uh, Daddy. He loves it when they call him Big Pop. Uh, <laughs> so. Manager. Yeah, right the manager, the manager. So, and I just want to thank me real quick. Thank you, Antonio Roberto Alvarez. So, <laughs> other than that, Wednesday, Wednesday, I'm going to have the Mexican Nate Dog. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, shoot. The Mexican Nate Dog. So, once again, Rodian Radio, episode 61 with the podcast that slaps across your fat ass with a fat dick. If you ain't got a fat dick, pues, ni modo. I'll see you uh, Wednesday. Have a blessed night.